the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. another edition of the Worldview Media Podcast. My name is Gordon Runyon. Hello, Gordon Runyon. <laughs> and this is my co-host, Joyce. Joyce Runyon. Joyce Runyon. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And we are here to talk about uh, Worldview and entertainment media, and the particular media that we're looking at today is a reality TV show. Entitled, the title of the show is The Curse of oh. Oak Island. Dun dun dun, <laughs> and I believe it's a history channel thing, is where that comes on. The Curse of Oak Island, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also the history channel. Okay, and... it's kind of like a documentary, sort of. Well, it's a, it's a reality show. Well, yeah, but they're they're on a quest. Right. It's not just like people living together in a house or, you know. No, well, the story is that there's an island off the coast of, what is it, British Columbia? I thought it was Nova Scotia. No, Nova Scotia, that's right. It's called Oak Island, and the story goes that way back in the 60s, an article appeared about this place, Oak Island, in Reader's Digest. And what it did was it collated some legends about the island that had persisted for a couple hundred years. Mm -hmm. And the legends were that the Knights Templar had buried treasure on Oak Island and that uh, there, there had also been, like, pirates who buried treasure on Oak Island. I don't know why everybody buried their treasure on Oak Island. Yeah, but... I know. It's really out of the way if you look at the map. <laughs> <laughs> why they all chose that place to bury the treasure. So it's a little tiny island. Uh, it looks like probably, what, a mile across or something like that, maybe. I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> I wouldn't guess. And... <clears throat> So anyway, it turns out that there really is a lot of historical uh, mythology, legends, some documentation that leads a lot of people to believe that Oak Island really has been the scene of a lot of folks burying treasure. And when I say a lot of folks believe that, that includes apparently Franklin Delano Roosevelt who spent time before he was the president, spent time... On the island. Yeah, looking for buried treasure on <clears throat> Oak Island. Now, the uh, the legend that I find fascinating, I think it's the major one, is that the Knights Templar, uh, whose main job was to protect Jerusalem from the Muslim hordes way back during the time of the Crusades, that they rescued religious artifacts from Jerusalem and and took them away from there so they wouldn't fall into the hands of the, of the Muslims. And apparently this could include all of the items from 
uh, from the temple, including like the the Ark of the Covenant and and the menorah, the original menorah, yeah. and some of the other temple furniture and stuff like that. And so the big legend is that somewhere underneath Oak Island, hidden in a series of tunnels and man-made caves and kind of a maze under the island that if you know how to find it, you'll find all this vast treasure. And like I say, it's inspired people for hundreds of years to go there and dig around. So on this show, The Curse of Oak Island, it follows Rick and Marty Lagina, who are apparently, I don't know what their job is or what their, they're apparently business owners and in Nova Scotia and they've got, they've got some money. And so they purchased a large portion of Oak Island at least. Mm -hmm. And have been there for several years and doing what they can to investigate and, and look for buried treasure there on Oak Island. And so in the middle of what they've been doing in this season is, wow, they've got this huge amount of industrial equipment and they're drilling these 40-inch wide uh, holes that go down a couple hundred feet. Yeah. And... And they find caves and uh, or recesses or I don't even compartments yeah. that far under the ground and and uh, the issue is that when they find a tunnel or whatever when tunnels have been found in the past they there's seawater that floods into them and stuff like that and and the the theory is that there was a booby trap that was set off that allowed seawater to come in and flood yeah. everything. Well, and then another thing that's happened is that uh, people in the past who've gone and tried to find it have just kind of, uh, they ripped up the island. Some really. of them haven't been very careful. And so yeah. where things had been, you know, it's really not there anymore. And so there's a lot of, they try to do this conservatively as well. So they want to find what's underneath the land without just, you know, Blowing it all up, because yeah. they don't want to damage whatever they do happen to find. So they're they're right. very um, conservative in what they do and how they do that, and I I think that's really wise of them, even though it can be very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because it it moves really slow. <laughs> yes. Now, some of the things that I find intriguing about the show. And, the, and aggravating, too, is that they really have, over the course of years, they have documentation and photos, and and they'll show you the items and stuff. They really have found some things, like uh, coins a hundred years old, or mm -hmm. no more than that, a couple hundred years old. <clears throat> yeah. Or even from the 17th century, they found, just this season, they found about half a dozen gold coins that were British in origin, but from like the 1600s. Yeah. And so they really do find stuff like that. And it's enough stuff to make you think something weird really has gone on on that yeah. island in the past. Well, and there's just been so many crazy theorists, too, that, you know, yeah. the two islands were separate islands and they were man-made, built together to make the one island. And right. that there's really a big ship in the swamp and... You know, yeah. that this swamp is man-made and, um, you know, that tunnels were, these elaborate tunnels were built 
way long time ago. Right. With, you know, over a hundred feet under the ground. Yeah. And that's just, that's incredible to think. And built in the Middle Ages yeah, by like the original are... stonemasons and <clears throat> stuff. So it, it's kind of a, it's kind of incredible to think. But there is, there's just enough that they find that makes you think, Man, there really is something well, maybe, weird yeah. going on down there. And uh, and it's aggravating because of how slowly everything really does move. Well, another factor with the show is that um, since it is so far north, they really have a limited time that they can actually pursue right. this. So Winter comes around <clears throat> and they have to shut everything down. Yeah, and they have to go back to work and make more money to come back in the spring. <laughs> right. Uh, the reason it's called the Curse of Oak Island is, I don't know where it came from, but there's this idea that the treasure won't be found until seven people lose their lives in search of the treasure. And and six of the treasure hunters throughout the last several hundred years have, in fact, died in the process. Mm-hmm. But then it occurs to me that it, here just this last season one of the guys that devoted his whole life to being on Oak Island and searching for the treasure, he finally died in the middle of his search. It just was, he died of old age, you know? Yeah. Well, he wasn't really It wasn't a tragic anymore. death or anything. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and then everything with the, with where they're looking is that it's, it's all underground and underwater. And so anytime they actually breach something where they can go in and look, You've got all this silt, you've got bad visibility, you've got divers yeah. that can only be down so long, and and so it's really, it's really slow. <laughs> it's really slow. Well, the thing that's aggravating about it is, and especially in the first couple of seasons, the aggravating thing was how it seemed like a third of every episode was recapping what they had done previously. Yeah. And the same kind of graphics used over and over again, and... And they still kind of do that. <clears throat> I think they've gotten a little bit better about not completely retelling all the same stories. But yeah. I, I do enjoy the show just because it's intriguing. But there are times when I think instead of having a full season, what they really need to do is just have like a two-hour special <laughs> event oh. that comes on and, and just go through everything that they really do find because it feels a lot like they're just stretching this out to make a full season of shows sometimes. Uh, I don't know if I'd agree with you on that. I, I really? think it would even, I think it'd be longer than a two hour special if you were to do something like that. And, and then I think that time delay that, you know, that it takes this long to get to find anything that that's really, that's really what it is, yeah. you know. They've been doing this for years and aren't really much, they get closer, but it's like two steps forward, one step back, two step forward, one step back. And so you have a lot of, um, you know, it looks like, aha, we finally made it and we'll find yeah. something. And then yeah. it's like, oh, well, no, that wasn't what we thought it was. And so right. um, I think that just kind of plays in with the, with the episodes that, okay, here we go again. And you know, I think that's how they go into every season themselves <laughs> that, okay, here we go again. <laughs> right. Maybe this time we'll find something. And um, 
this upcoming episode looks like it could be interesting. So I'm kind of looking to see what's clogging the pipes <laughs> on this one. <laughs> yeah, I think this podcast will air after that episode that you're talking about comes on. So we'll see. Uh, so one of the boreholes that they've drilled is, it's called 10X. That I'm not sure how it got that, but that's the name of it, 10X. And the guy that originally drilled out the hole, he's in his, what, close to 80s he's now. An, he's an elderly gentleman. And he drilled it back in the 60s and has been searching for the treasure the whole time. And he is adamant. He's apparent, He's one of two men that's ever dived to the bottom of 10X. He's adamant that he found at the bottom there a, a wooden chest and he saw like a pickaxe and and a, the corpse of a dead body down there. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's adamant about it and he's got some grainy oh, photographs yeah. and stuff. And, and he does have a few little trinket items that he brought up from the bottom of 10X and... and uh, you know, man-made little items and <clears throat> pieces of worked metal and stuff like that. And so now they've found a way to just kind of, through air pressure, they can pump stuff up from the bottom of 10X. and See what comes up with it. Yeah, and so if they find something like a human bone or something like that, that's a game changer. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe it kind of looked like maybe that's what they were going to do. But looks like something. Found something. <laughs> but see, every episode's like that. It looks like maybe this, this is, is the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I really haven't been watching as long as you have. I mean, right. you've been like from the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't catch it at the beginning, but I did go back and, and watch things just because I do see it as a big giant puzzle and... There's a lot of information, and I think a lot of it is obviously false information. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of caused me to be curious about the Knights Templar. I mean, I've heard about them, and they're involved in a lot of conspiracy theories and yeah. stuff. And, and so I've gone back and, and read books on Oak Island and stuff like that, and the Templars. And, and uh, I feel like I could probably go find the treasure myself, but... I don't have the resources to do it, uh, but uh, maybe you should. They wouldn't contact have me. The brothers and say, I've got a theory. <laughs> they wouldn't have me. And anyway, some there are some features of the show that are irritating. Like they find they dig out a piece of wood that looks like it was worked by human tools on this wood, and and the the announcer there's a there's a guy that does the voiceover and he, everything they find, they say, he'll say a block of wood. Could this be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Or a 300 year old nail. Could this be a, a thing? <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it's kind of melodramatic a lot of the time. But anyway, there are some kind of funny worldview questions to ask about it. And we will get to that after our little break here. So hang on with us and we'll be right back. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. 
We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. And we're back. We're looking at the History Channel original series, a reality show called The Curse of Oak Island, following the uh, adventures of Rick and Marty Lagina and their business partners. Excuse me. <laughs> as they search for the legendary treasure buried somewhere under Oak Island. Is it the Ark of the Covenant? No. The menorah from <laughs> no, Solomon's Temple? No, 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 no. <laughs> Is it Captain Kidd's treasure? That it might be. Yeah, that it might be. Is it the original manuscripts of Shakespeare's plays? That's another theory. Yeah, that was one of the latest ones. That, who wrote it? It wasn't even Shakespeare. Somebody else was using him as a pen name or something. I think they were saying Francis Bacon. Yeah, Is that that's right? right. That's right. Yeah. Incredible? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they took that theory too seriously. <laughs> All right, so there are some interesting worldview questions to talk about. And we, here on this program, we like to use the five-point covenant model that we find throughout the scripture to, as a uh, kind of grid for analyzing the things that we see and the first point of the biblical covenant is transcendence and by transcendence we in in the bible transcendence is about the god who is the creator and redeemer and revealer of truth and and uh, the ultimate lawgiver and in the media that we watch there's always some kind of idea presented about transcendence even if it's that there is no transcendence. You know, every piece of media is going to preach something about that. And so we like to ask, in this media that we're talking about, what is the transcendence that's pointed to or revealed? <clears throat> and in The Curse of Oak Island, they don't do, there's not a lot of God talk yeah. going on there. But, and so... From a worldview standpoint, I don't think they ever get much beyond kind of a pragmatic sort of naturalism. I think they try to approach their quest, their treasure hunt, in some kind of scientific way in terms of yeah. gathering evidence and forming hypothesis and doing what they can to either prove or disprove. And... uh but science, as has been pointed out, science is not a thing. It's just a method. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the, the method itself 
the scientific method kind of depends on the Christian worldview being correct. Uniformity of nature, mm -hmm. the existence of laws of logic, the reliability of observation and stuff like yeah. that. A lot of scientists mm -hmm. use the scientific method without, of course, buying into the Christian worldview. But uh, <laughs> based on atheism, there's really no reason to trust the scientific method. Uh, and so in this show, they do try to be scientific. And that's about the closest we come to a to pointing toward any kind of transcendence. However, we've also kind of figured that one of the ways we know who is transcendent in your worldview is by asking the question, who is the ultimate lawgiver? What is the ultimate law? And that will point to the transcendent power. And it kind of seems to me in the Curse of Oak Island that there is a there's an unspoken rule that seems to guide and govern everything. And the rule is almost like a Walt Disney thing about you've always got to follow your heart or you, uh, that there's a, there's an inherent good in, in pursuing your dream or something like, you know what I'm saying? As kind of it's kind of a background thing mm. that I mean they don't say that they don't talk like that or anything but but especially the Lagina brothers who are who are in charge of the of the quest and they're the ones funding the quest with their own money and it's a lot of money it's millions of dollars uh and they're confronted with failure most of the time. Mm -hmm. Very few things that they could call successes. And, well, and why do they continue to press on? Because it's not definite. I don't. I don't think they're either one of them are satisfied by the answers that they've gotten right. so far because it, nothing has been conclusive. They've had different people come in and well, this is this, and then oh no, that's not that. But then we have this, right. and so. Um, it's, I can kind of see what you're saying with, you know, follow your heart type of stuff, but I just think that they're, you know, they're not, it's not about really following your heart. It's still looking for evidence. Well, it's a dogged determination. That, that in spite of all. That they're going to find the answers that they seek. And... Well, I, you know, they are looking for answers and I think they would even be satisfied with a no answer. Yeah, they just want an answer. Yeah. And so um, it's really hard on this show to really say yes or no. What do they think about God? Yeah. Who is God to them and how do they approach that? And I think um, there's another reality show I'm thinking of uh, with uh, people that are doing homes where... I do know what they think, but I don't know if that's necessarily in their They're series. Not explicit about it. Yeah, and yeah. so and and I think that's intentional on the part of the network. Yeah, that they don't want that in there, and so even if it is there, they're not going to show it. Yeah, they're not yeah. going right. to promote that. Um, you see values in other ways, you know, with how they interact with um their clients, how they interact with their 
children, how they interact with, with people around them, but it's not a blatant thing. And in the same way, I think, um, on Oak Island that they, they're concerned with the people that they're working with, with the core group that's doing the funding. Um, they want to respect this older gentleman and the work that he's done. And even with this last episode, they were like, okay, we've got two things going. We can only do one of them. Yeah. So we got to pick. And they had this guy in, and he's not contributing money to this thing. He's right. just there as a as a resource to say, well, this is what happened, and then this over here. And and he said, you know, you got you to gotta do this. Yeah. And it's where he went in and where he was looking for stuff. And, and so they do. Right. They kind of so, made their choice based on trying to respect him yeah. and the work that he had done. And just in the way that they're approaching all this thing, that they're wanting to be careful, that they're wanting to be conservative about it. Uh, I, I don't see a lot of developers or people pursuing treasure, which other people on the island have not done. And so it was, it's not just about power. It's not just about having the ability to do something. And so we are going to, but it seems like there's a lot of care involved with how well, they're doing a, it and approaching it. It's a little bit of a self-restraint <clears throat> that they show sometimes. Well, and there's conflict between the two brothers. They yeah, don't right. always agree. Yeah. And even the younger brother says, I don't agree, but if that's what you want to do, then this is what we'll do. Right. And so there is a lot of that. And it's just a respectful thing. So I don't know a lot of people who are respectful in that way without realizing who other people are and why we why should we respect anybody yeah yeah well <laughs> like you like you say if they do if they do mention god or or talk about faith or anything the the network has carefully scrubbed that out so uh it's just not there and so what we can discern is just what we see and yeah, I think you're right. There are some hopeful signs there in terms of how they approach their business and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and it's a hard thing because the way they do that, I mean, there's other reality shows that you're like, oh, yeah, I can tell what these guys think about God. I can tell what they think about the law and the Bible and what's going on there. But even when... Um, these divers have been down in the water for an hour and they come up and, you know, they want to know, well, what'd you find? What's going on? And it's still like, you know what? You're cold. You go get yourself squared away and get out of the wetsuit and warm up. And then we'll talk about this after a while. And yeah, I think what you're pointing to is that they do kind of demonstrate over and over again, a belief that uh, the people that they know and and work with and care about are really more important than whatever quests that they're on. Mm -hmm. they, well, even the crazy people that come on with different theories, they're you know they're, still they're never yeah they're not like yeah. oh you're a whack nut. <laughs> There's <laughs> right. no way, yeah. you know. Which I might be tempted to say to myself <laughs> right. and say, yeah. oh, we can't even air this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So obviously the brothers have kind of a code of honor or something. And I'm, and like we say, we're not, it's not explicit where that comes from, or I haven't noticed if it is 
and uh, my in the absence of anything explicit, I my guess is that they are not believers and that they're naturalists out there, but still motivated by something more than just a quest for power. And there's something that allows them to overcome a lot of constant frustration. And I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure what that is. Okay, so lacking the ability to say with any definite uh, surety what that transcendence is in the show. It's hard to talk then about point two and representation and who represents that transcendent power. Uh, I, <clears throat> I guess whatever that is, the Leginas represent it. You know, it's their beliefs that are propelling everything. Kind of driving everything. They are the visible leaders of what's going on, and yeah. they're, they're the ones calling the shots. However, then we get to point three of the covenant, which is about ethics, what you shall do and shall not do in this arrangement that we're in. And uh, I think there are ethical questions that they do bounce off each other a lot. And we've mentioned it before, just how much, one of them is just practical. How much money are you going to dump into investigating this hole over here or this Mm -hmm. swamp over here yeah draining a swamp yeah, yeah. they've <clears throat> drained the swamp completely on the theory that it may be man-made and that it may be they're hiding something beneath it and mm -hmm. uh, that's not a cheap enterprise especially when you're dealing with the uh, epa <laughs> well the yeah the canadian or uh all the zoning and restrictions and, yeah. yeah historical preservation and yeah, so it's not a not a cheap enterprise, and so the ethical question then becomes. Uh, I think it's interesting as a Christian to ask the question: Could a Christian be involved in what they're doing in Oak Island, and and you know pour money into that? What do you think? Well, I think they have. A network also helping to support their endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're being paid by the History Channel. And so I think that probably helps significantly. Um, <sighs> a quest for truth, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it, it seemed to me if all you're doing is you're, you're trying to what have your name associated with finding the Ark of the Covenant or or whatever it is that they think they're going to find. It almost seems to me the thought that they might come across a, a treasure chest that pirates left behind, what are the chances that they get to keep that treasure? I, yeah. I think with the regulations being the way they are, I, I don't think the chances are very good there, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how that would work actually right and so it doesn't seem right to me that i it would bother my conscience as a christian man to just pour tons of treasure into finding treasure in the hope that i get paid back more than what i put in or something like that but then i think if like you suggested if they're if they're seriously hoping that they might really make a super important historical 
discovery like an archaeologist is hoping to do mm -hmm. or something like that if they're on a quest for truth uh, that kind of puts things in a little bit of a different light for me how much money would a, like a creation scientist be willing to pour into you know investigating whether or not they've really found noah's ark or something like that and money has been poured into that yeah. in the past and well and why it's not going on presently is just because of government <laughs> right uh, issues so uh it, well i'm reminded of like it, it reminds me a little bit of christ's parable about the man who finds a treasure in a field and he hides it and then goes and sells everything he has and buys the field mm -hmm. and I think that's what we see the Laginas doing. You know, they're based on the treasure. It's like they believe there's a treasure there. They haven't seen it. They haven't got what would, could be called super hard evidence for it. Yeah. But just something is in their mind and and they believe it's there, you know, and and they're willing to dump millions of dollars worth of treasure into trying to find this treasure. And, and so, and I'm not saying that's a parallel for the kingdom of God or anything. I'm just saying that Jesus knew what he taught you what he was talking about, that men really will do this, you know, <laughs> that they'll, they'll buy the whole field for the sake of getting a crack at that treasure that's in the midst of it or something. And, and that's what they're doing. But and, and, you know, everything the Bible has to say about treasure comes to mind that where your heart is there or where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you can see their treasure is somewhere buried under the island and well, they don't and I even think know. The story and, with them goes to that. This has been something that, that they have been thinking about since they were, since chilled, they were kids, you know? Yeah. And so, and they have the resources to do this. And so they're, they're investigating it and it, it's been a long process because I don't think maybe they were putting as much into this at the beginning as they are right, now, right. but I think maybe some of that has to do with it's a network program now. And, um, the younger brother works in Michigan doing stuff. It's um, a limited time where they yeah. work actually on the Island where they can do things. And so, um, I don't know. Is it all consuming? <laughs> I don't know that. Well, and just from a kind of a Christian libertarian point of view, they're the they've made all their money legally by all accounts as private businessmen, mm -hmm. and if they want to dump their treasure in the search for, they or, should be able to do what they want. For their <laughs> right, money. scientific discovery, or whether yeah. it's whether it's for greed or or just to satisfy a historical puzzle. Uh, at some point, you got to say, well, that's up to, that's kind of between them and God, what they do with their resources. Yeah. And the truth is, you know, they're, they're employing people. Yeah. Even in their quest for treasure that may not wind up being there, they're, there are people who are feeding their families because of it and stuff like that. So, uh, kind of go back to Bastiat's. Uh, insight that 
all the money in an economy gets spent, no matter who spends it or what they spend it on, you know, it, it all gets spent. And, and we may think that what they're pouring money into is a foolhardy quest or something, or they're tilting at windmills or something, but, <laughs> but they should be able to do what they want to. Yeah. Their... It's, it's their money. And yeah, and they're not harming anybody or anything yeah. and they're actually employing people. So, uh, uh, frankly, I hope they do find something that validates what they've been doing. Like you've said, they seem like honorable guys and they're obviously, they're obviously kind of stubborn Yeah, and in a good way, you know, they're successful businessmen because they obviously know how to set goals and mm-hmm. and work hard and be single-minded in their focus and stuff like that. So, you know, whether the story that they're pursuing may be foolish, but they're displaying some admirable qualities along the way. Looking, you yeah. Know. All right. And so you have any other ethical issue? I don't think so. I think there's been interesting people crop up along through the series coming in and trying to sway them one way or another. And, um, and yet they, they, you know, they listen to everything that comes through and they discuss it and talk about it. And I don't know. I just think it's really interesting the way they kind of interact with each other and, and kind of figure things out as they're going along. Yeah, you know, there was a there was an interesting thing they did in terms of morality that they were visited by an older woman, must have been in her eighties. Yeah, I think it was her dad. Her dad brother. had been there and they had both lost their lives mm-hmm. searching for treasure there when she was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And the the Laginas brought her back to the island and they gave her a tour and explained what they were doing to continue the search. But they also like set up a memorial stone with the names of her family members on there and just kind of as a way of honoring them. And, and they brought her there and made sure she saw it and she was very touched and, you know, obviously thought it was a very meaningful thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a gesture they didn't have to, make and it just mm-hmm. kind of seems like that's the type of guy that they both are you know well and then even in the show there were two older gentlemen the one that just passed away and the one that's yeah. still there it's blankenship and was it nolan yeah nolan and blankenship and nolan yeah. recently passed away but before he passed away they kind of established a truce between these two guys and yeah, they hadn't right. been on friendly terms. Right. There the was a rivalry yeah. there. And the Lagina brothers brokered a peace mm-hmm. and uh, brought reconciliation between two sides that had kind of been at odds. And and through doing that, you know, then all this information was also available because they, they didn't have any insight as to <laughs> yeah. what this guy knew and he wasn't right. forthcoming. And so uh, it was a good thing for everybody that this happened. But... Um, yeah, I mean, so there's been some some interesting things happen that aren't just related specifically to we're going to see what's underneath this island. Yeah, that's right. I'd kind of forgotten about that. They did kind of broker that reconciliation and, and thought it was an important thing to do, not just because of 
how they thought it might help their search. It, mm-hmm. I think it will wind up helping them, but I think they they just felt like that was the right move to make, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, so point four, the covenant is sanctions, and it begins to talk about rewards. And if you if you obey the structure of what we're doing here, how will you be rewarded? And that's kind of what we're all waiting to see. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're being rewarded. <laughs> it it comes in drips and drabs. Yeah. You know, they do see some things and they do uncover some things that make me kind of freak out and say, wow, that, that's something. That's something, yeah. yeah. That's real, man. <laughs> yeah. And then they spend lots of money looking somewhere else and it just turns out to be a big nothing. And, yeah. Uh, so... Well, it's just, you know, like when they drained the swamp and before they drained it, they found a big, huge, long, long, long piece of wood that was old. And how is that in a swamp, you know? And so (laughs) they just have all of these things that crop up and you're like, well, what could this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I finding this here? And um, so it's it's really crazy, the stuff that they find on this (laughs) island and in the different places they find it. And you're just like, well, that can't just be traffic <laughs> right carved stones out in the middle yeah. of nowhere and yeah that Things are buried up, just yeah. a little bit and yeah it, it's weird something weird has gone on there and i'm still convinced that's true even though yeah we don't know what exactly yeah, yeah so well you just don't find those hundreds of years old gold coins out there or whatever copper coins is that what they found but yeah Man, that means there were there were really people there, you know. <laughs> so it's interesting. That's what we're all waiting for is to see how that goes. And then uh, for succession, I guess that's the question too. Point five of the covenant is succession or looking toward the future of this arrangement, and that's kind of the big issue because this this arrangement will be over and done if they find something mm-hmm. you know if they find the big whatever the big thing is when they answer all the questions then we're done but i guess we're just dreading maybe this just goes on you know how long can it go how long will they keep searching but it does seem like that they have the resolve and they've apparently got a business that's still operating and still making enough money to supply them with the means to search so mm-hmm. seems to me as long as their resolve holds out they can keep it going doesn't always make for real exciting television but uh because you know it's a real thing and sometimes yeah. sometimes big news doesn't come on a weekly basis or something yeah. like that but so. then again like i said you know that's just reflective of what they're going through too that yeah oh here we're gonna get something and right you know no we didn't get nothing (laughs) yeah so yeah well i think it's i think it's interesting and i think it's inspiring you know i like i said i read history books that i wouldn't have read otherwise i know a lot more about the knights templar than i would have and not quite sure how that helps anybody but (laughs) it helps you (laughs) So, uh, that's it. Uh, 
you like the show? Would you recommend people get into it or? Yeah, I like the show. I think the 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 guys are pretty fun. They're real people. Um, one of them is really real. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know, he had some type of injury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the supporting cast guys. Yeah. yeah. And so he just, he's to the point, straightforward, minces no words. Yeah, there are some characters on the uh, show. That's true. Speaks his mind. Well, I guess I'd recommend it if you're intrigued by puzzles. Yeah. Uh, it's It's almost like I never watched the series lost when it came on mm. and as soon as i heard people talking about what it was i knew oh i can't i can't watch any of it you know because <laughs> what if i get intrigued by it and and i i don't have all the pieces to the puzzle and, and all that and i'm just saying yeah watch if you're if you're okay with uh kind Slow of buckling moving. in for yeah. uh for the ride in terms of trying to solve the puzzle and and all that I find it intriguing. I think it's kind of fun. Well, it's interesting and to see the different innovative ways they look at how can we see what's underneath here and right. how can we do this in a way that's responsible. And um, Yeah, it's a lot of exercises in practical problem solving and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty imaginative sometimes. All right. I guess we've done about all the damage we can do here. So a reality show, kind of a Our different way to look at. reality show. I've got media. two more in mind for us to look at that I think have worldview stuff going on in them. We'll have to see. Well, it's I won't even be I won't even be that mysterious about it. There's another reality show that's called uh, Married by Mom and Dad. Oh uh, yeah. Which presents a lot of challenges to <laughs> the way people think about this and that so married by mom and dad and then you mentioned uh the show fixer upper with the Gaineses, chip and joanna and uh i think there's maybe some stuff worth talking about there we might do both of those at one time in mm, a show or something that could get a little confusing yeah that's true <laughs> married by mom and dad has a lot to talk about i think yeah, right. there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so that's where we are. Again, we want to encourage you to find us on Facebook. And uh, if you've got suggestions and uh, just for whatever you might like to see. And we do have a suggestion that we're uh, trying to figure out how we're going to do it. So. Yeah, that's true. We've got a couple of those. So... Don't despair. <laughs> <laughs> but Netflix is your friend if you're going to make suggestions. If it's on Netflix, we'll, we'll generally be able to give it a shot. All right. So, uh, as always, just God bless you. And the reason we're doing this isn't just to because we're freaks for entertainment or stuff like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But because we think it's important that the Word of God be applied to every area of life, including arts and entertainment, and that and that Christian people are preaching something all the time. Really, everybody is yeah. preaching something all the time in everything that they do. And so we want to train ourselves to be able to spot that and figure out what it looks like when you're preaching this or that. And so that's what we're here for, to... Uh, 
work on disciplining our senses and, and being able to spot good and evil in a biblical fashion. To be able to find what is real treasure. Finding the real treasure. Bringing it home, bringing the metaphor full circle. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're my treasure, baby. <laughs> you see what I live with? <laughs> all right. So we'll see you all next week. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.